Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 99 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Crazy that we're getting that close to 100. The next snake draft will be number 100, so we'll have to celebrate accordingly on next week's podcast. But before that, of course, we have to get through this show. So big show for everybody today. Looking forward to jumping into it. Uh, we're going to start the show the same way we do every week, and that's by jumping straight into the breakdown. Got quite a bit to talk about in the breakdown. XO News, uh, USA Rugby News, MLR News, plenty of stuff to get into. So let's quit talking about it and let's do it. So we'll start off with some Colorado XO News, and the news is that two more members of the XOs making the jump to Major League Rugby by way of Rugby United New York. First is Max Stacy, friend of the program, came on back in May, and today's guest, of course, I'm sure you saw that in the title. He was announced that he signed last week. Uh, he plays lock, and then the second one is a surprising one to me. That's Caleb Geiger. He should be announced by the time you're hearing this. Max talked about him in their interview portion of the show, so the cat's kind of out of the bag anyway. Um, but Caleb, he's a guy he wrestled, played baseball and football in high school, then went on to play baseball and football at Concordia University, Nebraska. He's one of the few guys on the XOs this year that I didn't really get to know and didn't really get to talk to, and that's because he was dealing with a lot of injury issues throughout the season. Uh, but, the, you know, his signing means that that's now six members of the Colorado XO have been signed by MLR teams. One has earned an NFL opportunity with Max and Caleb joining Rugby United New York. Uh, and like I said, this is one of the most surprising ones to me just because Caleb was dealing with a lot of injuries and he didn't play that much. I think I'd have to go back and check, but I think he only played three or four matches at most. But I'm wishing him the best. I'm looking forward to seeing where his rugby journey takes him. Um, I asked Max a little bit about him in the interview, and he had some good things to say just about how strong he is and how hard he works. Uh, so he, he should uh, – I think he's playing hooker too. So it'll be interesting to see how it works out. But it's good that he gets into another daily training environment, a different one, uh, you know, with a, a professional outfit like Rugby United New York. been in the MLR for – this is their third season now. So that's only going to make him a better rugby player. And like I said, we're going to wish him the best of luck. And I'm looking forward to see where he ends up. That kind of does it for the XO news this week. I'm sure we'll have some more moving forward here. But we're going to jump on over to some USA Rugby news. And we'll start out by talking about the Test Mass against England last weekend. Uh, USA Rugby fell... The men did, excuse me, 43-29 to 29 to England on the 4th of July. It's a great way to start the 4th of July, though. Uh, it was a rough first half. USA went into the half down 26-3, to 3, but they played very well in the second half. They looked just like they calmed down a little bit, settled in, actually played their brand of rugby a little bit, and they won the second half 26-17. So uh, you just got to – makes you wonder what could be if they cut out some on, on some silly mistakes and just settle down a little bit earlier – because it really looks like they're right there. They're right on the on the front step uh, of what could be. And the good news is they get to flush it. They get another shot this weekend. They take on Ireland on Saturday. We'll talk a little bit more about that and all the rugby you could watch this weekend. And I'm excited to see how they do because they've proven that they can hang with you know England. They can go in there and hang with Ireland too. All, all it's going to take is cutting out on some silly mistakes, getting settled down a lot earlier. Um, and hopefully that first match is what settled them down heading into the second match. So 
should be fun to watch. You can catch out on Saturday. Like I said, we'll give you time and all that good stuff when we get into all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Another thing we'll touch on in all the rugby you can watch this weekend, but I wanted to make sure I talked about it now too, is that after the men finish up against Ireland, the women will close out their second daily training environment of the year with a Stars versus Stripes Stripes match. That's a tongue twister. At Infinity Park at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. This match is closed to the public, but you can watch it live on USA Rugby's Facebook page, so make sure you check that out you can catch the men and women in action on saturday it's a good saturday for you right there uh, and the last bit of usa rugby news i want to talk about is a, little, is a sad one it's a bummer but it was announced on thursday that usa rugby seven centerpiece colorado guy cherry creek alum csu ram ben pinkelman has withdrawn from this year's tokyo olympics uh he's sounds like you know these teams were announced a couple or last week excuse me and he was on the team, but it sounds like a chronic back injury is just too much to handle and treatment isn't able to get it under control. Time for the Olympics. So Ben's going to have to, he was, has withdrawn and he's going to miss this Olympics, which is a huge bummer because he's super important. Um, he's a bummer. He's a Colorado guy. You want to see some Colorado people representing in the Olympics. And, you know, Ben was, was one of the best ones that we had going for us here. But you got to take care of your body, and we totally understand that. Wish Ben all the best of luck. So I'll go ahead and read you his statement, and then I'll read you Mike Friday's statement from the press release. Quote, I love this game. I love this team. I like to think I've played every game and every minute like it's my last, and I've enjoyed every second of my time on the field. I have no regrets, but the ups and downs of managing this back injury for the last three years has been one of the toughest challenges of my life. Like many rugby players, I pride myself on playing through injuries and pain, but with recent setbacks, I've reached a point where it is no longer safe or possible for me to compete. After missing the medal rounds in 2016 by a points differential of one, winning a medal is all I've really cared about. The Olympics and rugby are how I represent the people in my life that I care about. It truly means everything to me, and I take pride in knowing I did everything I could and tried as hard as possible to represent them and my country. I know this team will make themselves and this country proud. It's going to break my heart watching them take the field at the Olympics, but I know they can win gold. End quote. That's from Ben Pinkelman. This is from head coach Mike Friday. Quote, it's hugely disappointing for all of us that Pinky has to withdraw and we are gutted as a squad. Ben is an absolute warrior, but he has to be sensible now as his physical well-being is of paramount importance to all of us. We need to get his back healthy. He is a world-class forward on the World Rugby 7 Series who is a huge part of the dogs on and off the pitch, end quote. It's like I said, huge loss for the 7s team because he is so good and so valuable to them uh, and just a huge bummer to see a Colorado guy have to miss the Olympics. But you have to take care of your health. You have to take care of your body. We wish him nothing but the absolute best and hope to see him back on the pitch soon. And if there's any good news to come out of this, another Colorado guy, Heritage High School grad, Cody Melfi, was selected as a traveling alternate. So that's awesome for him. He gets to live out his Olympic dream. Uh, wishing the best for Cody as well. So that's a sad piece of news. But, you know, you got to take care of your body. And we totally understand and we wish USA and Ben, of course, nothing but the best of luck moving forward. And with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the last piece of the breakdown, talking about some MLR news. Uh, the big piece of MLR news this week comes from the Houston Sabercats as they announced that they have signed former Springboks head coach Heineke Meyer as director of rugby. So I'll go ahead and read you a couple of quotes from this release. Quote, this is a very important time for the Sabercats organization, and I'm fully committed to turning this team into one that wins on a regular basis and brings a championship to all the dedicated fans of Houston. 
said Meyer. The Sabercats have the best facilities in the country, and I'm excited to get to work. Our goals are simple, win the MLR while also developing American talent through our HTX and Academy side, said Meyer. With resources like Aviva Stadium, there is no reason we can't accomplish both goals, end quote. So if you've been paying attention to MLR at all, you know that Houston is kind of an underperforming franchise through the first four years. It seems like the city of Houston's bought in, like this says in these quotes, the the facilities are top notch they have all the pieces to be a successful team they just haven't put those pieces together yet and seems like Heineke Myers is the guy that's going to be able to do it uh, I look at Houston kind of how I looked at Utah at the beginning of the season I always expected them to be better than they actually have been and this seems like the type of guy to get the culture in line and and get everything tidy up uh, and see what they can do. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out for them. I think it's going to be a good move in the in the long haul. And to be honest, it might have a little bit of a microwave effect, and we could see the effects of his presence and you know his organizational his skills and his his you know leadership take effect heading into next season even. So it'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on and uh, just add some more credibility to MLR. So I did find too, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this, that uh, Heineke Myers is very animated when it comes to watching rugby. And I found a nice article that aggregated all of the videos in which he's jumping around, you know, based on the results of plays and, and matches and everything's pretty funny. I would, I would suggest Googling it. If you type in Heineke Meyer, you know, videos, it's probably going to come up. So check that out. I thought it was pretty funny. With that, that closes out the breakdown. We'll go and jump on all the rugby you could watch this weekend. This weekend, we got quite a few uh, matches to watch again, kind of like last weekend. Go ahead and start out by talking about the British and Island Irish Lions. They're supposed to play the South Sea Sharks on Saturday. That's kind of their plan B, which I've seen some people calling it a plan Z. Uh like I said, they're playing them on Saturday, but everything on that tour is kind of in limbo thanks to some COVID issues. So I'm not sure when that's supposed to be broadcast, but it will be on NBC Sports slash Peacock when it's time. We'll be there on Saturday. Sorry, I wish I could give you more information, but I don't think it's available to me yet as I record this show. So we'll move into the next match, which is confirmed and will take place. we got Fiji taking on the New Zealand All Blacks on Saturday at 1 a.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that on Flow Rugby. We've got England versus Canada on Saturday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. That's also on Flow Rugby. We've got Ireland versus United States men on Saturday at 12.15 p.m. That's on Flow Rugby. That's also Mountain Time. Like I mentioned earlier, we got Stars versus Stripes USA women's match. Close, uh, Saturday at 5.30 p.m. at Infinity Park. It is close to the public. I believe it's a players, friends, and family type thing. We'll be the only ones into the, loud, into the stadium. Uh, that will be streamed live on USA Rugby's Facebook page, so you can watch that one for free. We got Major League Rugby Round 17 kicking up this weekend. We got a full slate of important matches, which is always good when you get to the end of the season and stuff still matters. And it's not just, you know, getting played just to get played and put it in the record book. So kicking us off on Saturday, we have the Houston Sabercats at Rugby United New York on Saturday at noon Mountain Time. That's on the Rugby Network. Rooney needs to win that one. So that'll be something to watch for. They should take care of business against Houston, but you never know. So Rooney needs to win. They can't, you know, let up easy, let off the gas, and uh, they're going to miss out on a playoff spot if that happens. Second match of the weekend, we got San Diego Legion at Old Glory DC. That's on Saturday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time on the Rugby Network. Uh, Not really playing for much in that one, just playing for pride, but still good rugby to watch. Third match of the weekend, we got Austin Gilgronis at the Los Angeles Giltinis, the Gil Bowl, second one. That's on Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. 
that's on the rugby network as well. Austin needs to win because they're trying to close the gap down between them and the Utah Warriors for that second playoff spot in the Western Conference. And to be honest, LA needs to win too. They dropped the one last week against Nola Gold. Uh, but Utah's hot on their heels, so if they slip up too much, Utah could jump them, and, and to be honest, Austin could jump them as well. Um, I think that's a possibility. I, you know, maybe the numbers don't add up, but it's it's closer on on the table than people I think expected it to, to be. So Austin needs to win that one, keep their playoff hopes alive. Really, uh, Rugby ATL at Utah Warriors Saturday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time on the Rugby Network. I think this should be the best game of the weekend. Both Rugby ATL and Utah need to win. Rugby ATL is in first place in the Eastern Conference, trying to fend off Noel Gold and uh, Rugby United New York right behind them. So uh, they can't afford to slip up in these last two weeks either. And Utah, like I said, Austin's hot on their heels. So if Austin pulls off an upset, uh, they'll be right there. Even with Utah, Utah loses this match. Uh, Utah is going to end up playing for their playoff lives against the Los Angeles Giltinis in this regular season finale. I'm going to that match, and that's not a team you want to – you need to be able to beat to get into the playoffs, I guess. That's not a team you want to play with your back against the wall because that's a tough task. So good meeting for rugby on Saturday. Moving into Sunday, we've got the New England Free Jacks at the Toronto Arrows. That's on Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. This is a must win for New England as they try to stay alive. I think they're barely clinging to their play, playoff breasts. They still got some air in their lungs, but they need to win. Uh, and I think they need a bonus point win. It would do them some good against the Toronto Arrows. So, like I said, catch up on Sunday morning. Uh, and then to close out the weekend, we got Nola Gold at the Seattle Seawolves. That's on Sunday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time on Fox Sports 2. And like I said, that's a must win for Nola as they're hanging on to that second playoff spot after upsetting the Giltinis last week and jumping over Rugby United New York, who lost to the New England Free Jacks. So Nola needs to keep the train rolling as they get set for their regular season finale against Rugby United New York, which will most likely determine the second spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs. So a lot of meaningful rugby, like I said. Uh, make sure you carve out some time this weekend to watch that. It's going to be a hot weekend, I think, so just stay inside watching rugby. That's what I'm going to be doing. Moving into the interview portion of the show, we've got Colorado XL Lock and Rugby United New York Lock now. Max Dacey on the program. Just had Max on back in May 20th, I think the day was. I looked it up earlier. But a lot has changed since then, so we had to give him a call, get the lowdown as to what he's been up to and just his new signing, joining Rugby United New York, getting some minutes, coming off the bench last week's game. So he's just quick summer. If you remember, he talked about on the podcast last time this was going to be the summer of beers and burgers. That did not turn out to be the case for him as he was thrown into some rugby duty, but it's good for him. Glad to see he's uh, got another opportunity and he's getting some minutes. Uh, so won't yap too much about it, but let's kick it to my conversation with Colorado XO and Rugby United New York lock, Max Dacey. <laughs> All right, now we welcome back onto the show, Colorado XO lock and now Rugby United New York lock, Max Dacey. Max, how's it going, my man? Oh, it's going great. Colton, you know, it's good to be here. Good to talk to you again. And yeah, it's been a pretty crazy three weeks. Yes, it has. I don't know. I just had you on in May, like middle of May, and so much has changed since then. So, you know, first off, uh, you like you just mentioned, you've had quite the good. And I guess before we jump into this, Max, I got to say, I had a I had a bad dream last night that I I had forgot. I just forgot that we were supposed to do this interview today. So I woke up and I was like about to grab my phone to text you, like, dude, I'm so sorry. And then I realized that it hadn't happened yet. <laughs> I, I had a couple of hours, so. And believe it or not, that would not be the first time that's happened to me. I did that one time in college, 
felt like a big time idiot. So I'm glad that I didn't forget. I'm glad I just woke up and it was time for the interview. I'm happy too, man. I've been there before. Sometimes you know you're just excited for yeah. something, and it's all you can think about. Yeah, your brain, dude. Your brain just gets going different directions. So first off, Max, I know you just talked about you've had quite a couple of weeks. So just tell us about it, man. I know, like, what did you do? That, that so for reference, EXO season ended what May twenty second, May twenty third, something like that, and then you know here you are now, two months later. So what was your yeah. plans, I guess, before the, the announcement that you were going to Rooney? Like, how did the opportunity come about? Just tell me about your summer up to this point. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had our, our end of season interviews and things like that. And one of the big things I talked to Luke and Bob and Mose and Mark about was that I needed to put some size on, you know, uh, being around ex-college <laughs> football players and NFL athletes and things like that. I definitely was one of the smaller guys was, on the team. There so. were some big boys here this year. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, at first, it was just about hitting the weight room hard, trying to eat a lot, burgers and beer type of summer. Um, and then as things started to progress with Rooney, I started to kind of try to stay in shape a little bit more. And um, I was actually up in Maine on vacation with my girlfriend and her family. And I was, you know, still talking about the possibility. And it was maybe I think the Wednesday of that week, there were they called me and they're like, Hey, do you want to come up to Rooney for a trial on Sunday? Um, and that was right after Juneteenth. So I came up here for a week, uh, was here for three days. And then on that Thursday morning, my last day of practice, Steve Lewis kind of pulled me over and was like, Hey, you know, we, we want to offer you a contract for the rest of the season. So, you know, do you want to come and, you know, you're a little speechless in that moment to, to get the play for MLR um, in an opportunity like that with a club as, prominent and fantastic as Rooney. And then I went home for three days to get a couple more things, came back. And then first week here, got to be on the bench against Free Jacks, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. That's crazy how it all comes together like that. So like, how did it, how did it all come about though, Max? Do you know, did Rooney reach out to the XO guys and say they're interested in you? Or did you know that this was a possibility at the end of the season? Or was it just kind of out of the blue? Yeah, I knew it was a small possibility in that in that exit interview with Luke and Bot. He kind of mentioned something to me like, hey, uh, you know, is this something you'd want to do? Rooney's been looking at you. Um, Rugby Atlanta had also been looking at me. So that was something that was definitely in the back of my mind. Um, and it was something that I wanted to sort out really fast. Like I talked about wanting to put on weight. So it was yeah. a matter of do I have do I have time to kind of let myself to, go a little and start putting size slug, on or do I need some to... beers? I know that's how you ended the show yeah. last time. I said it was going to be a beer and burger summer. And that's, you know, that's I mean, you have this wonderful opportunity. I'm sure you're very much enjoying playing rugby in New York right now. But slugging beers and eating burgers would have been kind of nice, too, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, sitting by the pool and uh, throwing back <laughs> hot dogs would have been good. But to be honest, it's been great here, too. They've got a nutritionist here. Uh, named Toby, awesome guy, and he has been helping me to kind of put some size on while still maintaining that fitness level and things like that. So I might not be able to get the same mass that I would have liked to this summer, but you know, I've, it's definitely still been a goal of mine. And I've been talking to the coaches and knowing that I'll be coming off the bench is good for me because that fitness level of mine doesn't need to be the same where it's at right. with the Colorado XOs where, you know, I usually play about 80 minutes. So here it's, it's good that I can kind of not let myself go, but know that I can uh, 
pig out a little bit more than usual. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a little bit better weight to put on too. Honestly, if you got somebody helping you, that's not just saying shove hot dogs down your your throat, whatever. So, uh, how has the transition to Rooney been? I know you you talked about it a little bit, but you've been there for three weeks now. Has it been pretty seamless? Has there been some getting used to? Just you know, how how have you fit in with the team? How are the guys like? Just tell us all about the the Rooney experience. Yeah, it's uh, it's honestly both sides of that work. It's been a big change, but at the same time, it hasn't. The schedule is about the same, and what's expected of me is about the same. But over with the Colorado XOs, I think my role on the team is a little bit more of a leader, being a guy that's played rugby for a long time. Whereas here, I am definitely at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm missing a couple of my roles of practice every now and again. And that uh that first week before the game, I was stressed out, you know, trying to get my line out calls down and knowing where I need to be. But at the same time, it's hasn't been that stressful because the guys here at Rooney is it's the best club environment I've ever been a part of. The people are super encouraging. Anytime I've got a question, they're they're always there to answer it. So as you know, it's definitely been a step up. And in that way, it's been a little stressful, but at the same time. It's been such a great environment with so many great resources that anything that I need or anything that would have made this transition more stressful has been alleviated by the guys and the coaching staff. That's great to hear. And I know, like, I guess for people that don't know, maybe this is the first time they, they're hearing your story, but like last time you were on, you're talking about you had back surgery when not that long ago, right? Like, you've, it's been, you've only been playing rugby for about a year is that accurate so to make um, this to make this transition that's crazy you, you went from having back surgery to just like getting back into stuff to you know now you're playing in the mlr yeah it's um this past year has honestly been you know the the most incredible year of my life and you know of course i'll probably say the same thing next year but um <laughs> that's, that's the way to live that's how you know you're living right <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's been crazy. Like, uh, last, I think it was on Monday or something. I got a memory on Facebook and it was, uh, the first time I got to put my boots on and go run after my back surgery. And that was, I was sore as crap watching that memory. Cause I had just played my first MLR game. So to, to see that. And, um, and I posted something on Facebook about my signing and things like that. And to, to see, that and then to also see the support that I've had and all the people who have who have been a part of me on that journey who have helped me to get fit whether it's my buddy Nick who helped me to get back into the gym and get healthy or my girlfriend helping me to get out of bed and, and do my do my back stretches you know it's really been something that I can't take lightly and this year has honestly just been even it's it's surpassed any expectation I would have had a year ago. Yeah. I mean, well, that goes into my next question. You kind of asked, you kind of answered it already before I even asked it. I was just saying like, did you expect an, a shot in MLR so quickly? Because I know even just how you ended up on the XOs was just kind of out of the blue, right? Like, wasn't it just, you know, reaching out, seeing if there was an opportunity and they said, yeah, come on down. And then you just mentioned it, the, the whatever, five, six matches you played, you're logging 80 plus minutes of match. So did you expect, you know, even from this XO season to get a shot in MLR so quickly? You know, absolutely not. Especially, you know, like you said, I the way I got involved with the XOs was just shooting an email to Mark and Luke um, because the school I go to, CU Boulder, wasn't playing. 
Um, and originally my plan was to play for CU over the next two years while I finished up my degree and then to enter into the uh, MLR draft. That was, that was the plan and that was my preparation. So to, um, to hear at the end of the season from Luke that I might get the opportunity to play MLR and then to be here now, of course, I was not expecting. Um, but at the same time, I'm beyond happy with it because being in the game last week settled a whole lot of nerves. I was extremely nervous to play against, um, to play at this level uh, and meeting some of the guys here, like Andy Ellis, who's won a, yeah. won a, a World Cup. Yeah, and things like that. It's It's something that is absolutely mine boggling but at the same time is a huge confidence booster for me knowing that next year with the Colorado XOs I can continue to grow and hopefully um, if I can join the MLR next next spring then I'm really hoping to possibly compete for a starting spot instead of being on the bench. That's good stuff man uh, I mean that's awesome to hear it it's crazy to just see how much you know changes in, in the little amount of time so Max what a how much did, did playing with the XOs this year help your game? It helps my game, honestly, more than I would have thought. For me, my strongest assets as a player has always been my ball skills, my communication, and kind of being a field general with the forwards, just with how long I've been playing rugby. But joining the XOs helped my physicality uh, a ton, which was always somewhere that I lacked a little bit in my game. And, of course, I'm still trying to work on um, – but being, you know, having to tackle guys like Jalen and having Tehran run at you and uh, David Sill, who's playing for the Austin uh, team, you know, he ran me over one of my first days of practice. And yeah. that having guys like that challenge me physically, I think, has been one reason that this MLR opportunity has opened up because I could finally show that that side of my game has improved and I can actually compete at uh at the physical side of the MLR level. For sure. Uh, I know you just mentioned Jalen and David, but I wanted to ask you about a couple other guys too. Maake, you know, of course, went over to LA earlier. Um, there's a couple other guys now that, that are going to make it to the MLR from what I've heard, but are you surprised to see the, some of those guys get shots in the MLR just because of how new they were? Or is there something you kind of saw in matches and in training and stuff that you know, kind of made it clear. Was there a moment you realized like, man, this guy can play at this level? You know, that's a, that's a tough question to answer because Jalen and David, you know, both of them are extremely great athletes. And it's one of those things where once they could crack the rugby code, I knew they could compete at this level. I mean, Jalen is the hardest tackler I've ever seen in my life. And David still runs the ball better than anybody I've ever played with. So I'm, I'm not surprised with mm -hmm. the, opportunity they've received as much as I am excited to see how much their rugby IQ and and things like that is going to grow so that when they come back to the XOs I really expect them to be leaders and yeah. I don't know if Maka will be on his way back with the XOs he might stay with the LA team <laughs> since he's been there for so long but um, another one actually is Caleb Geiger yeah just just got here this past week so he and I have been hanging in we sat out at the pool yesterday, FaceTimed uh, Chase. So I'm really excited because there are a lot of guys on the team who, even if they haven't stepped up to the MLR level, I, I've seen them putting in work. And I think a lot of our a lot of our boys are really setting the team up for success next season. Can you tell us a little bit about Caleb? Caleb's a guy I really didn't get to know very well. 
you know, while he was here. Well, you know, and it seems like, you know, he had some injury stuff going on. So he was one of the guys I was surprised to see this get this opportunity just because I didn't think he had enough, like, tape, to be quite honest. So what what's Caleb like? What's he like in, in the weight room? What's he like to be around working? Just what's Caleb like? Well, first thing I got to say, you talked about what's Caleb like in the weight room. So we uh, we had an upper body push day yesterday in New York, and uh, Caleb just casually put on about 330 pounds on the bench press and repped out about 10 reps. And, you know, some of the props on the team and our head coach, Marty, are kind of looking at him like, who is this ox? <laughs> you know, So that's one thing. But the other thing about Caleb is, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a second row, so I'm a jumper. Caleb's a hooker. And every morning at the gym with the XOs, he's there. He's the first guy there. He's always in the gym first thing in the morning. And as soon as I get there, he's like, hey, can, can I get some throws in with you? And he, he just he's an absolute workhorse. And he is somebody who really wants to perfect his craft. So I think that's one reason why, like you said, he hasn't gotten game time. But his work, his attitude around his craft and how hard he goes. And the other thing is he is one hell of a ball carrier. I mean, when he gets the ball, he, he dips that shoulder down and it's pretty hard to take him down. So even though he, he didn't get as much playing time as he would have liked to, he is somebody that is first one, first one at the field, last one to leave and puts in 110% every single day. And I think that's one of the reasons why he gets the opportunities he does. And I think next year, Jalen's going to have some real competition in that number two Jersey because Kyger is looking for that yep. opening real, real hard. I'm excited to, you know, I just I want to see him work. I want to see what he looks like. I want to see him get to play some more. So that's awesome that he's getting into an environment where he can just keep practicing. And uh, and this guy's going to be the limit. It sounds like for Caleb here in a couple couple weeks. So uh, Max, what what you know? I know you you came to Rooney at a very important time. It's the it's getting close to the end of the season. They're right in the thick of it for a playoff spot. Man, what's going to kind of be the the key to this this playoff push here as the season winds down? Yeah, I think uh, we talked about this a little the past week. The biggest keys are, you know, just showing up. We we had a tough loss against the Free Jacks, and we met them in physicality in the in the first sixty minutes, and that was that was real important. And then as as we got the ball, our intensity kind of dropped a little because we were playing such hard defense. But the other thing is, it's just a lot of fight. You know, we've we've lost about five Eagles, uh, well, about four Eagles and another two guys for international stuff. So right now is a, a big time for people to step up. I'm, I'm one of those guys, you know, I'm wearing 19 because the two starting second rows for Rooney are playing in the Eagles right now. So yeah. a lot of guys are stepping up and we got to fill that role until um, those, those internationals can get back. But I think the biggest thing we've also talked about is trusting one another and doing whatever we can personally, whether that's nailing your roles or winning the breakdown, whatever it is, um, doing whatever you can to help the guy next to you succeed. And my job as a second row is kind of perfect for that because if I don't win the line out, then my wing can't score a try out wide because we don't have the ball. So it's just trusting one another and making sure we execute all of our roles perfectly to make sure the person next to us can succeed and, and do their roles perfectly as well. Well, it's going to be fun to watch, man. I know it's been fun to to see just how the MLR season's played out. It's it's been very competitive all year, and now we've got rooting interest, of course, with with Max and Caleb. So, Max, we wish you nothing but the best as the season closes down, man. Uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on it. How do people keep up with you? I know we got to plug rugby on the rise, right? You got to plug the podcast. What do you got going on uh, when you're not playing rugby? 
Oh man. Well, when I'm not playing rugby right now, I'm honestly just taking it easy. These, uh, <laughs> these training sessions are a lot tougher on the body. So yeah. like today's my day off. I'll probably walk down to the grocery store, spend a little bit of time at the pool, doing some recovery, a little bit of time in the gym, just doing some light stuff. Um, but honestly, you know, I'm a big fan of spreading the game. So like I'll, I'll shoot a episode of my podcast next week with Dylan Fawcett, the butcher, who's the captain here. And I'm beyond excited for that. But Best if anybody in MLR, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great nickname. But he, I mean, he's going to, uh, I asked him about the nickname and he told me that we got to do a podcast for him to tell me that story. So okay, <laughs> hop in on rugby on the rise next week for that. Um, but if anybody wants to know anything about me, I, I would just say, please reach out. I love meeting new people. I love, um, I love people who are interested in rugby. You know, I'm, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram at fear the ears. So if, if you got questions or anything like that, please just shoot me a message. Give me a call. My, my favorite thing is talking to people and, and hearing other stories. So anything like that, I'm really just happy to, to interact. It's great, Max. Thanks so much for your time, man. Wishing the best of luck as the season winds down, and I'll be catching up with you down the road for sure. Cool. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate all you do for us, and I'm excited to do it all again next year. <laughs> all right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Colorado XO Lock, Max Stacy. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for him, so I really appreciate him jumping on, talking to me a little bit about his transition and uh, everything like that. It was his off day. That's usually when you can get players, but I always feel bad making players do stuff on their off day. But Max is a good sport and a fellow rugby podcaster. He gets the grind. So big shout out to Max. Thank you for his time. Guests make the show say that all the time, but it is true. Moving into the required reading portion of the show. I saw this story in the Rugby Morning newsletter, and I had to make it this week's required reading. Before I jump into that, I want to say, if you aren't subscribed to Rugby Morning newsletter, what are you doing? It's awesome stuff. I subscribed about a month ago. I read it literally every day. It's got all the big news that you need to see about rugby in the United States and around the world. And that's how it led me to this piece called Olympic Travel, a big challenge for some Pacific Island teams by the Associated Press. Uh, and it's about Fiji's gold medal winning, you know, men's side and their women's side. Uh, their sevens team will arrive in Tokyo along with other members of their national team on Thursday on a cargo freight flight, which is hauling mostly frozen fish. So, so you know, everybody else got jumping on planes. Maybe some people have chartered flights and Fiji's gold medal winning men's rugby sevens team, their women's team, a bunch of other Olympians from Fiji are literally flying to Tokyo on a freight plane with a bunch of frozen fish. That is nuts to me, but it's stuff like this. I, f I feel like it's stuff like this that makes Fiji good at rugby. There's no flash around it. When you watch them, they, they play flashy, but they just play good rugby. They play rugby. They play sevens rugby better than anyone else in the world. They won gold at Rio. Uh, but this is the kind of stuff that I feel like just makes them good. You get them, get them on the plane, get them there, and then they'll give everybody all they can handle. They train by running up sand dunes and tossing around trees. Uh, so, so this is just not out of the ordinary for them, but it's just so crazy to me that this is a, how it is, but they really get it out of the mud It's stuff like this is why they're good. In my opinion, they should be flying first class based on their gold medal at Rio, but they're going to fly on a plane with a bunch of frozen fish and they're going to give every single team at the Olympics as much as they can handle and have a great shot at repeating. So I wanted to make sure I included that as this week's required reading. Put it in the article that houses this podcast as well as in the description. Uh, wherever you catch your podcast, just check out the description. It'll be linked right there. It's a good read. 
I'm looking forward to watching Fiji compete at the Olympics. But I had to make sure I included that. Shout out to Rugby Morning for putting that in the newsletter and bringing that to my attention. Go ahead and close the show with the loop. We put out our Nuggets draft, Nuggets Rugby 7's draft on Wednesday with Brennan Vogt from DNVR Nuggets and my co-pilot Justin Michael of DNVR Rams, uh, who's been you know doing this with me on all these drafts. And I love doing these drafts. I think they're a ton of fun. We get flamed up on Twitter every week, but it, I can take it. I got thick, thick skin, got broad shoulders, uh, but I love putting it out. I feel like it's getting rugby to some people that may not you know, usually pay attention. We're getting some good engagement in the polls. Make sure you listen to the draft, vote in the Twitter poll on DNVR underscore rugby. That's how you keep up with those are coming out. That's how you keep up with all the content we've got cranking out at DNVR rugby. It is on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. You can check us out on the web at the DNVR.com. All the rugby stuff is free. You don't need a membership to check all that out. That's all I got. That's my show. I hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all of the matches this weekend. And I will catch you all back here next Wednesday for another snake draft.